Hey there, Lions fans. How hey. you doing? This is the M66 North Detroit Lions podcast. Yo. With Randy and Todd. Todd, welcome to the show, Todd. Hey, thanks for having yes. me, guys. Both I appreciate in it. In person, live, in person, here at the uh, East Jordan Rod and Gun Club on Advance Road. and uh, Somewhere between we... East Jordan and Boyne City. Yeah, it's... Still a little snowy. Uh, it, it's a 38, so we started a fire. It's kind of nice. Yep. And, uh, we're going to throw another log on because we got another another game to talk about. Oh, my God, do we ever. You know, and yeah. uh, another win to talk about uh, before that. You know, it's uh, we're not supposed to be doing that this time of year. We're Lions Yeah, fans. I know. Right now, everybody should be talking about the draft, but I'm glad we're not. I mean, yeah. it's like. I mean, who knows who's going to be drafted 32nd? Well, it's it's nice to have a year where where Seattle and uh, Green Bay and Dallas. all of these teams that are always there not still being in the hunt for the prize. But you see the Lions logo up there. Every and day, that is every day. that is a new thing. Yeah. I've been a Lions fan for sixty freaking years, and I've never seen it. We got three. There's three games left, and right now there's only two to talk about. So every other, if they're not talking about them, the Lions at the moment, when you turn the TV on, they will be within a few minutes because. That's all there is to talk about. Is yeah, the, the if Lions. you're talking football, that's it. Two well, games, four teams left. Plain and simple. There's a um, uh, another thing to be uh, talking about too is uh, Dan Campbell winning the uh, one getting uh, the 101 awards uh, best uh, coach of the year. Coach of the year. So that that I guess is a pretty big do to do. I don't know anything about the 101 awards or nothing like that. Right, it's just the annual uh, deal. Not not quite as big as the well. The it kind of tells you that Emmys it or... isn't just us, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Appreciating Dan Campbell and what he's done. And the the uh, NFL uh, uh, Writers Association, uh, I believe that's what that is. Uh, With Brad Holmes, yeah, I put Brad Holmes as their GM of the year. Awesome. Yeah. So that, see, I didn't see that. Those guys probably like Peter King and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Peter King's always been on the on the Lions bandwagon. Yeah, he started pretty early. Even uh, yeah. him and Mike Florio were kind of. They started back actually during the Patricia times, and and it it was more I think actually connected then to uh, Martha when Martha took over and things just started to appear better to be run particularly in a better yeah. way uh, even if Patricia and Quinn didn't work out the organization was headed a, in a better direction than you've seen in a lot yeah, of years yeah and they took a turn and they were worth saying well you know they may, they're kind of a dark horse you know and that's what they were you know right, but they were say you know five six years ago they were like well maybe these are the guys that are my dark horse they weren't like a none of that, sure bet none of that took place until after Sheila took over I mean right, you know now, and then yeah, when sure Martha bet. was there yeah. you know they who was it, Scott Paoli, that came yeah. in? Was her advisor? 
One of them. Yeah. One of them. They got it yeah, down to three different guys and those were the two that they we brought in. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, the NFL didn't help Martha at all. You know, no. just well, they Sheila. did. They just wanted her to try to join the gentlemen's club of a bunch of old fogies that yeah. are lost right. in the seventies. Yeah. She got a late start, and then the well, the thing know. of it is, she she had heard all about it from her husband for decades, and then just all of a sudden thought yeah, it can't be that hard, and realized. She didn't have a single clue yeah, well, what she see, was doing. What happened to to Martha was just kind of told Sheila that she can't trust the NFL and if she's going to do things. She's going to do it her way, yeah. and, and it can't can't be with any help from the NFL because the NFL is not going to help her, and they didn't. They right. basically, you know, screwed Martha and just you know, what went but, through the ro- locker room. From what I heard, is that Martha told Sheila, you have the reins, girl. You've loved this team since you were a little girl. You have the reins. You see what it takes. Don't make the same mistakes I did. We've known since the early 70s, or mid to late 70s, say, that that she was going to take over, that she was the successor. So this is yeah. nothing new. This no, has been no, planned. but it just goes to show you. I mean, even back then, when when uh, what the the commissioner back there, Rudy, was it? No, it was the other one, Art Model, or I don't know. I don't know, but she was. He was good oh, friends. He was oh, yeah. good friends with Sheila, and uh, and she he tried to get her a job Tag in the Lambo. NFL. Tag Lambo. Yeah, yeah, Tag Lambo. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. she tried to get her a job in the NFL. And, you know, it's basically no. that's all they were saying, that there is just no place for a woman in the NFL. And that was, like, in the, like, in 70s. 70s, yeah. probably late 70s. Yeah. Right so, after Tagley. So it's started. Because, she took they, over. They already had guys getting their coffee. Right, right. right. Yeah. I mean, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Because it was like, <laughs> you know, so that's all I wanted yeah, to say. No, that's all right. Yeah, she had, now, now looking forward, when she took over the team, you know, she knew that there is just no way she could depend on the NFL. But she know? also knew the right names, who to call, where to call them, how they could help yeah, her, and, and you know how who, much it's going to cost. You know who she hired to, to get there? That was Chris Spielman. You know, he's the one that had all that, yeah. you know. That was brilliant. Well, and brilliant. Scott Pioli. Spielman, Paoli. No, Paoli was like wasn't with the Lions. He at was that an invite. No, he wasn't. He was with for him. Patricia when they hired Patricia, <laughs> not when they got brought in Campbell. He came in and helped them set up an infrastructure because he's still probably one of the best in the league at doing that. When ownership trades hands, the NFL will send guys like Scott Pioli and a few guys in to go. Hey. You changed hands. Here's what we're going to help you with. A lot of experienced people that can help you help set up your infrastructure. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm just thinking that, yeah, I don't know. If well, Scott they did that, it with Martha. They're doing well, it they with did him. it with Martha. I don't know, because I, I really think Sheila just did all this shit on her own. I don't think she had any help from anybody except people that were in the building. Well, she was sitting right next to, to she Martha made, with everything. 
with everything Martha did, she was right there. She right was there, around, yeah. Listening. They, so watching. she knew she couldn't depend on the NFL for help, and she didn't want their help anyway because she seen uh, how I don't they helped her I think mother. she took a lot of advice other than maybe infrastructure. Well, her advice was sitting next to her. Yeah, through, Chris Spielman. Through the, through the first scenario, right? It, yeah. it was, all right, look, this. I'm going to... You're going to sit next to me while we go through this process, and then in a couple of years you get to do it on your own. And yeah. and, and that's the way I see the, the, the Martha taking over. It was like, okay, Sheila, sit with me. I'm going to let them do it. You're going to see how this process works, and we're going to get it done fast because we got a late start. And really, I'd like to say, you know, she, she didn't really know. She had all the power, yeah. but she didn't really know. And she's like, I'm putting my... My hands, yeah. in, or my, you know, Martha, our team in their hands for a little bit, and uh, you're going to get a chance to redo this whole thing. Yeah. So basically, in a nutshell, Martha was your your um, your bridge quarterback. So you know, well, <laughs> owner sure. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bridge yeah. owner. Yeah. yeah. I mean, knowingly, right? she, knowingly. She's yeah, she, well. She also it. knows that Sheila would be in the skybox with her father even if Martha wasn't there. Yeah. She'd be watching every single game. Yeah, that last game. As a little girl and growing up with that her entire life, knowing that any given Sunday she can go sit there and watch a Lions live right next to the owner and see what happens behind the scenes because it's happening in that room. I know. Is, you know. All I know is that <clears throat> when that last game for for Quinn and Patricia, they were playing. When she put both her hands to her forehead and shook her head, looking down at her lap, yeah, I, you knew change was coming. Yeah, you yeah. just knew it. Yeah. Okay. Well, this shit show is over. Now let's let's yeah. move on to bigger and better things. And then uh, last was it last year uh, when she she came out after week six, and you know they were. Yeah. Well, one five, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, right and, and she reassured the people of Detroit and, and all their fans that you know this is a temporary thing. Believe in this team because yeah. they're, they're almost there. Not, I believe we have yeah. the personnel and the people to put everybody in the right. But she spot. was also stern and saying, you know, no. yeah, the, we're sticking to this, but we're still not happy. This is not acceptable. Yeah. You know that kind and, of yeah. talk. You know. Uh, which was, but she which knew was it was great. coming. That was the thing. She yeah. knew success was on its way. People just have patience because it is coming, and it did. It well, came like within the next couple it days. Year one, though, you could see it. It just didn't shine uh, consistently yeah. throughout a season, right? But yeah. you could see it. You could see how this team was going with nothing. Yeah. And I and I just I push back a little bit on the the just the whole uh, Quinn uh, hire and you know it it obviously didn't pan out but a lot of hirings don't pan out in the NFL yeah right? yeah it, it's and, less than fifty percent yeah and I'm not necessarily you know putting that on uh, Martha putting her hands in the NFL, with the NFL, like, being a bad thing. It's like, I don't think she made any mistakes. No. It it really was, these are the guys we got. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, three of them. Go, he, yeah. It's a hot commodity, and the the the, the whole New England thing, uh, yeah. you know, was a, a hot, hot ticket. And even though you were, they're like, well, 
if if the next one don't make it, then maybe it's not a thing anymore. Right? Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I don't think Bill Belichick himself could have changed the culture in Detroit at that time. But uh, I, I'm just... I think Quinn, Quinn and Patricia just... Yeah, <clears throat> Patricia just... He tried to put himself as the stern taskmaster. Yeah, he's the military. Wanted to be Rodney and Ellie. came across as a jerk because he didn't earn it, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah, you know Rod Marinelli when he first got hired, you know, the first thing he said to to the media when he came out was, "Good morning, man." <laughs> you know, <so> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. So. you know, yeah, something, yeah, just I takes me back to like stripes, you know, and yeah, where, right, you know, yeah. the, the the colonel in front of Bill Murray had no chance, yeah. you know, and yeah. and that's. Patricia was was that colonel. Yep. You know? Bill Murray, dark Bill Murray was daughter. Detroit. You know? <laughs> Bill Murray was Detroit. He was like, no. Uh, let's let's get on to some other things. You know that last game was pretty good, guys. Tampa oh, Bay got Tampa Bay. Oh man, we I got some stats here that golf course. You know, I think they threw the ball too much. I think they should have ran it a little bit more, and I really hope they do run it against more against San Francisco. But uh, Goff was had uh, 30 attempts, or no, 47 attempts, and he had 30 completions for 287 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And that is the big deal, that no INT on the end. Yeah, with that many incompletions, they, they still weren't mistakes or, or, you know. Yeah, they they weren't six points. Right, in the other direction. Yeah. Or, well, neither direction technically, but uh, but they, you know, they, they weren't mistakes. Yeah. Right, well, but, you know, we only ran the ball 26 times. But, you know, still got 114 yards out of it. But I still think that that should have been closer to even, you know. If it was like, you know. I think it will be in the next game. I hope so. I, yeah. I, I Well, what I think is they know our our receiving core could whoop the crap out of Tampa Bay any day of the week as long as our defense has a sound game, and we did. Yeah. Then you can save your running backs for a game that you're really going to need to pound them. Yeah, well, boys. Monty had 10 rushes for 33 yards, and but he caught three passes for 14. So, yeah. you know, a that, good warm-up. Yeah, it's not, not Jim, much there. Jamar, uh, Gibbs, he had... Uh, Jamar. Yes. He had uh, nine receptions for 74 yards. He caught, no, I'm no. sorry, nine rushes for 77 yards and caught four passes for 40. 40. Yeah. So he got he got 100 yards total offense. Yeah, and 10 yards average on passing. And what's that, seven on? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't write that down, but yeah, if you, if, you, if you look at the yardage on something like that, you can understand why... Yeah, against San Francisco, you need possession-style plays that are short and across the middle. I say screens. You're gonna yeah. the screens should eat. You got two San of the Francisco best running backs right in the league. Yeah, they also well, got a replacement uh, at well, left tackle, I think. Yeah, San Francisco does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they got uh, well, not a replacement. They. It, a new guy this year, so he's been there right. For the, other, the old guy got hurt, or they let him go, games. or something. I don't know. Uh, McGlinchey, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he retired. He probably just got a contract somewhere. All right, probably on IR instead of a starter anymore. Well, no, I don't know. Probably on IR. But you know, he's, he's long in the tooth. No, he's not on the team anymore. Um, huh. So, but uh, I don't know. As far as the run game, I mean, it's like 
I think you're on to something there, Todd, a little bit about, you know, the next game. It's like not – don't run the ball if you don't have to. When you have a plethora of receivers and you only got a couple really good running backs. Yeah, and everyone's it's, screaming to run the ball and you got third and one and everyone thinks you're going to run the ball and you throw it to Brock Wright for 29 yards. You know, it's so it's like don't give away your shit if you don't have to. Right. That that you that's know? that trickery that I keep always talking about. Yeah, and I, and I, I think and part of been, the trickery is, is you have to put into your head is not don't run the ball if you don't have to get well, the right temperature. Now. Well, it's even like though that, it's, even though it's working, it was like that game cure a couple of weeks back where uh, um, they started out the game on offense by like. Throwing eight passes in a row, yeah, yeah. and that, that, that kind of stretched everything out. And then next next uh, series of plays, they 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 started running the ball, and they went right down the freaking field and scored. Yeah, yeah. and then later well, on, what that was was showing them we're setting the pace. Wake up now! What are you going to do? Yeah, we're setting the pace. This is the pace we can run all day long. If you want, you you and you ain't changing the pace. And as far as starting the the game with the ball. They go down the field and score, and if the other team takes it, we definitely seem to be getting them off the field. Yeah. And if if we get if we go three and out, we do just about the same to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then go down the field. You know. So it, our defense uh, is starting to gel. I mean, they're really starting to get this scheme. Yeah. Starting to know where to go. Know they give how to up do a lot of yards, but they're useless if you can't score at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, like Randy said, you know, the, mm-hmm. especially the passing. They're giving up the yards in the passing. There was a lot of that. I mean, we we gave up the four hundred and eight total yards uh, yeah. to, to Tampa Bay. But, but it, they, it's like they know it, right? Yeah. They're, they're not shying away from it. They're not like in a cardboard box going, "Say, oh shit, don't don't." No, don't what throw they're saying is, is eventually we're going to yeah. stop you. You're going to run the length of the field, get tired, and not yeah. get. It's anything. almost like their own version of the bend don't break. It's like. Right. Just go ahead and throw it to that one guy. Because yeah. we're going to score. We can score anywhere on the field, and we can do it in a couple yeah. of plays. Yeah, we're going to get let that guy get you real close, and yeah. then he'll be so close to scoring you can't use him anymore because, mm. he's you know, he's not that weapon anymore. Right. And then we'll just take everyone else away from you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we did pretty good with penalties, I thought, this week. We only had three for 17 yards. You play smart football. You win football. They're taking care of the ball. They're playing the way they're supposed to. <coughs> and, uh, you know, there's a uh, – I've been reading all week about the, the uh, this official crew. We got Blakeman coming in. And, and you know, I don't know. Everybody's kind of worried about him and stuff, you know, and, like, going on and on and on. But – you know, this is the playoffs. I he's, don't think we need to worry about the officials. He's not going to draw any attention to himself. Besides, we're not playing in he Dallas. He isn't known for corrupt. He's had a couple on his crew before. Yeah, what he's known for guy, yeah. is call, his crews always call a lot of penalties. And he generally votes in their favor if there's any question. He doesn't, you know, he's not like one to overturn mm-hmm. a dude's call. Right. Yeah. But like I said, we're not playing in Dallas, you know, yeah, so well, we really was, don't think we really out, have. That was a whole other. Right. Yeah. Well, I or know that. Business. That's why I know that. I'm just yeah. saying is this, we're, we don't really have to worry too much about the, 
the refs in the playoffs because uh, yeah, just 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 because yeah. it's the, the playoffs. The, the the actual ref himself, yeah. yeah. It, the the recency bias is is uh, as is, somebody is trying to make up a good story so they can get their name and. Underneath the press release. Well, it's like I said, I've said it a hundred and fifty thousand times. Yeah, you go ahead. What was I going to say? <laughs> you were going to say I hate the refs. It, no, it, you know, no, it's just the refs. They, yeah. you know, they play such a detrimental part to the game. And if they're not, yeah, I, I don't know. I just sometimes think they're they're very easily persuaded by certain owners and, and everything. But not in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs. You know, I, I just think we're going to get the fair and square, you know, and if there's any controversy, well, it's going to fall on the NFL because Martha has already stirred the pot on that. You know, the, the NFL has a has a job to do. You know, they got a problem. It's with the officials. They need to find a solution. Randy definitely thinks that. Yes. They yeah, do. I, 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 I agree to him with him on a, to a per certain extent, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I think... It's it's a system that's broken, but what system is better than that to create them? So you're you're going to have to come up with a whole new system of training referees to be exactly what yeah. you want. I, I the only thing I can be... think of is the, and is full time refs. You've got the was the, the XFL and the USFL combining. Yeah. I mean, can you make a farm club down there, right, and then? Bring them up somehow. You know, they don't pay them full time. Yeah. Neither of these leagues are paying full time. No, that's what the XFL and the yeah, USFL. But, but also, when it gets said, to yeah. it, is is put a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Give these res- referees a full time freaking job. That's your job. Yeah. That yeah. and and I mean, pay them decently. NFL's got the freaking money. Yeah, but it's I only the for NFL paying them. It's only for 17 weeks, so 18 weeks, you know, and plus the playoffs. Yeah, it's unemployment. Yeah, but (laughs) there's, you know, it's 52 weeks in a year. That can't be a full-time job, you know. So, but probably get paid. I'd I'd be fine with having a full-time job. Yeah, yeah, I'd be fine with them making uh, a certain amount, you know, for a uh, a full-time job. Not as much as a player. No, you know. But a good amount to keep the corruption, some of the corruption, out of the league. Yeah. yeah, well, they're the most important person on the field. They have control of the game. But this thing, what is the amount, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's up for... Here's the thing. It's all for the com- the, for the owners to figure out. They, yeah, but they already have a union. Did you guys know yes, that? Yes, of course. They have a union. Yes. And if they have a union and got themselves together to where... They got an agreement for it to be a full-time job to then debate what the perks are going to be of the job. Yeah. You know? What, what the off-season is, what your responsibilities are then, what makes a 40-hour week, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How much training each year is required and how many hours, you know, all of those things have to be figured out. So it isn't something they can go, oh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, and, and so it, it is tough, you know, and it is an important part of the game. And it's something that people remember mm-hmm. when things go bad. Uh, 
Uh, they shove, you know, kind of shove off to the uh, sweep under the rug when they go their way and they're controversial. You know, it's a, uh, it works in your favor. It, it doesn't work in your favor. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, it, but yeah, it, there's, there's ways it could be better. Um, but I, I, I don't like uh, the NFL being in, here's your paycheck ref for your, your oh. weekly employment, full employment. The right? thing uh, of it is, is if, if they're, they're unionized and they come up at, as a combined front, they could get to where they negotiate pay per game each game that they're playing for the crew that's going to be there. NFL has to come up with it or find different refs. Yeah. Well, I know one thing that is in the I, – I heard today, I think, that was the – the the DLP with Chris and Jeff uh, that in the union bylaws or whatever they're they're not allowed to work two playoff weekends in a row. Hmm. So you know, like, and so you got Clint Blakeman this week, but you can't get the guy that screwed us in Dallas because he well, co- he refereed last week. Yeah. Right, so he's not part of the pool this week. Right, so uh, <laughs> he better not be on a Super Bowl squad. Right, but then you get to the well. It's like we said. There's three games left. So how many refs do you really need now? You know, and and so you're already like, and and you people want to 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 add one more to every game to have a, a sky judge, mm-hmm. right? To have an extra referee controlling the the replay and stuff and. Uh, and so, you know, that's another sixteen each, uh, sixteen guys every week in, until the playoff time, right? Uh, it's still possible. Then, and then you talk about pensions and and, and yeah. uh, healthcare and long term, and, and so it's a, it's a huge industry. If you and that, oh yeah, and and they're not figuring a whole out. bunch of number crunchers are involved in this, and yeah. it, it's not something that could be resolved like. Boom! Like everybody wants it to be. Yeah, it's not like flipping it, a switch. It, it also do this. feels like they're not resolving it at all, <coughs> and it's just the refs being mm. the same every year. And here we are in Dallas getting screwed again. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, because you, I, I, you guys, I'm letting you guys talk about this because I can't talk about the refs without using swear words. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, you know. Well, I think both of us have titched there a couple times, haven't we? Rich? I believe so. We, we, we held our, our 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 ground very Dang well. Bunch of assholes. Yeah, wasn't easy. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. Let's finish this out. St. Brown had. Eight catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Laporta, nine catches, 65 yards. Craig Reynolds, one catch, one yard, one touchdown. Then, uh, yeah, dude. Not bad. Not well, that's bad a thousand. Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think? Uh, Derek Barnes and... Uh, um, Derek Barnes. Who do I have written down there? Uh, one of the uh, um, most popular men in... In uh, Detroit this week. Yeah, well, the most, there, there's two guys. I was trying to can't remember the other that one. That depends on what date this week you're talking about. If you're talking about like earlier today when Goff was talking to reporters and they said, uh, you know, what is it like to go up against a team with a lot of stars on it? Uh, 
Well, I'm on Ross St. Brown as a first team All Pro, and so is Penny Sewell. Yeah, he kind of mouthed him out of that. It yeah, he cool. just went, uh, got a lot of Yeah, that whole strain, uh, ex- exchange was great. He, oh, it was hilarious. They, they start off complimenting the team, and he's like, hey, thanks. Yeah. yeah. And then. Yeah, and then they see, said, well, and then, you know. Yeah, yeah lesser you, guys on your team or no, something like he, that. You said 49ers come in with a, with these superstar names. And then yeah. you, and you he already said that you've got a bunch of good guys. Yeah. Right? And then, then these guys, and he's like, hey, thanks. Thanks for saying we got a lot of good guys. Yeah. And then, right. yeah, the superstars are, are coming into town. He's like, oh, I take that back. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to say they're superstars. Yeah. Yeah, and. He's like, and then he's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So they got, yeah. They got the name. Kind of danced around it. But yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. But yeah Goff I, put him right down on that. Yeah. And it I was pretty cool. I think he's totally right. You know, and he's quick. He's quick. He did it very political, so it like, wasn't too aggravating. Yeah. And I mean, are you going to take Nick Bosa, who's a superstar, <laughs> that, that can hardly move anymore? Or are you going to take uh, uh, Penny Sewell? Who's you know a yeah. bright young stud that people are just learning his name, right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I get I get, and, and Jared Goff understood where he was going mm-hmm. to. Well, earlier you brought yeah, but we also have Hutch, and we we have a defense that can match up with them too. Yeah. Earlier, Rich, you brought up Brock Wright. You know, it's unfortunate what happened mm-hmm. to him. He had that really nice run, but somehow, somewhere along the lines, he he broke his forearm. Yeah, and uh, and he will not play this week, and I, and and because of that, um, they brought in uh, Kurtz, uh, Zach Ertz, yeah, thirty three year old guy, Super Bowl winner, three time Pro Bowler, eleven year vet. You know, this guy has kind of been there, done that, and he they brought him in not only just to take the place of Brock, but also to teach uh, the youngster uh, about going about things and being a, you know, a superstar. A superstar. A superstar. <laughs> Don't be just a good guy. Be a superstar. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like I said earlier, it's, 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 it's unfortunate for Brock Wright, but I'm think it's kind of fortunate for the, for Detroit to be able to bring someone like Zach Ertz in, who's basically um, another been there, done that guy. Yeah, the old his... old smart guy that can pick up the system well. Precisely yeah. with but... connections to Hayden in the first place. I, so yeah, I, so... that's right. The coach, uh, the tight ends coach, was an old coach of his. So oh. cool. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, you yeah. guys want to got any? Uh... Well, he and he's never been a great blocker, right? But that's what we got Furkser for. He can be that guy, right? And I believe they'll bring him up too. Yeah, but Laporta can block. Yeah, but you need three guys on your roster on game day, really. Yeah, you, yeah. So you, you need yeah. Ertz and Furkser and Laporta, and and you got. Well, we do have Skipper. Exactly. <laughs> yes, and and you know you you got. Uh, well, shoot, uh, today... Cabinda's uh, back, too. And Cabinda, yeah. yeah. Today, like, Laporta, you know, this is uh, the first time that... Uh, well, or, or no, I guess it was... Uh, he wasn't... Uh, 
Spit it out, Rich. I know there was something different about his in, the injury report. I guess from mm. last week, right? It's uh, on Laporta. Yeah, he just he didn't play. That's what it was. He, he was like just a non-participant. Oh, in, in practice. practice. Yeah, yeah in that's practice. What it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, they last week he practiced or mm-hmm. something during. Yeah, and at this point, but I don't but, think anybody practiced today. I mean, it's, it's Monday. Uh, or no, what's today? It was yesterday. Thursday. 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 It was yesterday. <laughs> Where am I? It was Monday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they go through a walkthrough yeah. tomorrow. And yeah, it was Wednesday. And today's the rest day be Saturday. Well, they're going to fly meetings. out. They're going to probably fly out to San Francisco like Saturday or Friday, probably. Friday, Saturday, I would probably think. Yeah, fr- probably Saturday morning, yeah. right? Because it's a Sunday right. night game. Get there, get yeah. everything. Yeah. Stay at home and. As long as possible. Get some yeah. sleep that night. Yeah. yeah. Wake up Saturday, go. And one, yeah, one sleep and play. Yeah. You know, I hope your jet lag just gone. We'll see. Oh, yeah, I don't really know what their plan, travel plans are. Could be Thursday, today. No. No, no. It, it wasn't today, today. Friday. It was Friday, probably. And the know. earliest would be Friday, yeah, tomorrow. But, but, yeah, yeah. But they're probably, like Richard said, they'd probably... Fly out Saturday morning. Yeah. So. Probably early. So to make sure that they definitely, you know, get some. Get a whole day in. Get, get the time factor. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, get get the time to acclimate to San Francisco and soak yep. up so, the so Speaking of the San Francisco and getting out there, Oh, yeah. Gee, have, Rich, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, no, that's oh, uh, L.A. L.A. Chargers yeah. got a new quarter coach. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Gosh, I wonder who that different. was. <laughs> no, the the history of San Francisco and the Lions in the, in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Todd's corner. Yeah, that's where we're. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we just, we're talking about. San well, but we were talking earlier about how history repeats itself. Again and again and again. Yeah, yep. It's it's worse than my wife. Anyway, she does not listen to the podcast. But uh, she may hear it. She has. Yes, but she don't make that a priority. Yes. No. <laughs> no, your son, your, your son does listen, so uh, yes. she may hear it. Uh, hopefully, not the last minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, and I, I really should do what she told me to too. So but we yeah. all should, whatever <laughs> that is. But anyway, history um, repeats itself. Yes, the last time. Detroit won back-to-back playoff games ever in their history. Happened in 1957. M66 years ago. And (laughs) they... (laughs) See what you did there, buddy. (laughs) They had to go to San Francisco and play the San Francisco 49ers. Game happened on December 22nd, by the way, in case anybody knows. (laughs) It would have been last year. (laughs) <laughs> but the Detroit Lions beat them to go on and win the NFL championship game against the Cleveland Browns. Beat them all brownies. All right. So now Detroit has back-to-back playoff wins, and they could possibly get another one this weekend 
and maybe go to the championship game and play maybe the Baltimore Ravens? If anybody knows their history, the Baltimore Ravens once upon a time were the original Cleveland Browns. Yes, sir. So history could repeat itself, and yeah. I kind of hope it does because we won that game too. <laughs> the owner, the owner of the Cleveland Browns at that uh, at that time when they became the Ravens was was Art Modell, and he moved the team from Cleveland to Baltimore yep, yep, at, yep. just before he died. <laughs> you know, so yeah. So when all that took place, and then then that another team was created in Cleveland. To become the Browns again, and uh, that that that's quite a yeah. Cool when the thing. Texans came into the league, they yeah. always do it in twos. Yep. So yeah. there's a possibility that you know Detroit is on the track to repeat history the way it happened in 1957 by going to San Francisco, playing San Francisco to beat San Francisco to go play possibly the Ravens. I'm hoping it's Kansas City, but. Possibly the Ravens to repeat the the history from 1957. I think that is phenomenal. I yeah. really do. Well, if we end up playing the Kansas City Chief, I have a season that ends the same way it started. Yeah, Lions versus that's right. the Chiefs. And I yeah. think that's that, kind of cool the way too. I would like it to go. I mean, it started yeah. with Detroit going to Kansas City, and the season should yeah. end First with game last Detroit yeah. and Kansas City. At Vegas hey, in the Super Bowl. Either way, all I know is it ends up for a Lions victory in the Super Bowl. I can live with that yeah. no matter what else happens. Yeah, I, I tell you what, though, the, the old saying is true. You know, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And right now, the way I see it, the Ravens are the man. And if you're going to beat somebody, that's the freaking team you need to beat. Well, and we already met them in their house. Yeah, and they kicked the shit out of us. Yeah, <laughs> we had a lot of injuries on our oh, offensive and defensive Everything fronts. That was week seven. See, yeah, things I'd were like not to, quite pulling together yet. I'd like to beat Kansas City again because Taylor Swift wasn't part of the picture yet. And now it could be Detroit beating down Taylor uh, Swift. God. And that'd be, uh, that'd be, that would be Eminem a right there in the house. Sweeten the deal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. I hate the fact that she, you know, I don't mind an entertainer coming up, showing his face, doing this. Eminem is probably yeah as far as I would want anybody to go. But that Taylor Swift crap is not her fault. It's not any of the. uh, It's the media's fault. The media is just gonna push the shit out of that crap. All the way. Yeah. It'd be great, because the Lions just keep flying under the radar at yeah. that point. Yeah, and it's just, that's fine. It's distractions yeah. from what's really happening with the, yeah. 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 The, the the silent attack going on in Detroit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're probably- well, nobody saw this coming, including me. I I, I saw them winning the division and, and possibly winning that first playoff game. If that happens... I was happy. I'm going to be, be happy, happy as a yep. clam. I don't care what happens next. Yeah. yeah. So I and can't really go back on that either. But no, so. no, no, no. I think no matter what, it, this season is a very successful season. Well, now if you look at things, it's okay to change your mind when you have a change of events. I mean, you would, right. you know, all right, you yeah. know, we, we all made predictions. We all said this. We all said that. But 
You know, when things change, well, you know, so do the predictions. Right. Well, the you know, thing we of it wrong, is, but look at here. You know, look at what they're doing. Yeah, you know? it 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 doesn't make you not a fan just because ah, you you they outplayed your prediction. Right, and that's the thing is that you were not. I was never a fan because they they won football games. <laughs> Yeah, that isn't what mattered. It's really nice, though. Yeah, that yeah, is really great. nice. Was, Thank you, Detroit yeah, Lions. Yeah. It's really nice this year. I haven't enjoyed a season like this in my entire lifetime. Yeah, and I can remember watching the NFC Championship game being played between the Redskins. And Detroit. Oh, that lost. game, so we got smoked, and that game was like 44 to 19 or something like that. Yeah. We got a couple of cosmetic plays, uh, scores at the end of the game that just it made a oh. little bit of difference, but it just was not enough. Yeah. Way This not morning enough. on Good Morning Football, they had uh, Gary Danielson. Though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, yep. And I he saw talked that. about. He played an 83 game they against. They asked him yeah. about his halftime when uh, going into halftime, giving up four interceptions in the first half, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, but the kicker missed the kick. That's it, why they well, lost. But at halftime, he's like, hey, guys, you know. Uh, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to, if I come out with five or six more, I'm still going to throw it. We're going to get there, you know. And, but that was the other guy, you know, for me, it's like when I grew up, that was my first, first quarterback was, was Gary, Gary Danielson. Oh, that man. was back yeah. when Hill and Scott were the receivers before Herman Moore, Brett Perriman and yeah. those guys. Yeah. Yeah. That was back in Hill and Scott, where yeah, yeah, because in, in the uh, the those early Billy Sims years, well, there weren't late Billy Sims years, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there really were just the uh, Billy Sims years. The, it the three, was fun you know. to watch. He was like a, a more talented uh, Earl Campbell. He had yeah. the he he. he Plow yeah. you into the weeds. Just wish they had better surgical <laughs> yeah. efforts back then. Yeah, yeah well, you know. he was faster than heck too, but he was yeah. just huge. He just run over you. So, so, so on, a, on another note, uh, I way I'm seeing it is the reports are saying that uh, Ben Johnson is probably going to end up with the Washington. Redskin or uh, what are they now? Commandos. Yeah, <laughs> it's no better. Uh, uh. Commanders. Yes, um, you're right. Yeah, it's probably what's happening, right? Uh, and then supposedly he's taking Frank Haley with him to be the OC. To the OC, yeah. Uh. Also, uh, if AG leaves, more than likely he's probably going to go to Seattle. That would be either that or what's his name, Brian Slowick or something. Slowick. Is it Brian? I don't know. It is. Sounds, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian Callahan is the one that got the Titans job. Yeah. His dad, a former uh, head coach himself. What, what, was it uh, Callis? Calli- Callis? Callahan. Yeah. Callahan. Yeah. Bill, was, uh, Bill Callahan. Brian Callahan was the guy that, that got the job. Right, but his dad was Bill, and he was a head coach for the Oakland Raiders and Nebraska. Yeah, but and Brian all. was a coach for the Lions, a uh, QB coach for yeah. Stafford in 16 and 17. And uh, Billy Bob Cooter, Billy Joe Cooter. Yeah, was when uh, boy. he'd left when Caldwell left and yeah. um, did not hold over into the Patricia years. But uh, uh, which it sounded like at the time that I think Stafford that's when Frank Wright came. It was right right about then. 
when uh, Frank Reich was uh, Detroit's quarterback coach. No, that's that's when he started coaching with Caldwell. Uh, uh, the Colts. He's a, the Colts he, after Detroit. Before that, he was on Detroit squad as a quarterback coach. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying it, so it would have been a little earlier than what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Probably like three years earlier. Yeah. No, I was just bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just yeah, it, but I think yeah by by. Uh, 17, he was 18, he was going to the Colts at that point. Yeah, he got fired from them, too. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. recently? Well, or no, well, no, he got fired from Carolina after one season. And mm-hmm. Yeah, he... Uh, He's looking for a job, too. Right, that was bad, yeah. It mm-hmm. did not work out for him in Carolina for whatever reason. He didn't get any help from management there. There's no... Well, a lot of Who would want was, to go to Carolina? A lot of Detroit people went there, right? And uh, now they're out of work too, and well, or somewhere else. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Deuce uh, Staley. And, Deuce Staley wanted yeah. to go there, you know, and there was there was another one now from Detroit too, and yeah. that went there too. Yeah, he, he actually, I think one one of the Detroit guys stayed, uh, got held over. Um, but anyways, that's not Detroit. Anymore. So you know, it still still hasn't been confirmed or anything yet so bill uh bill ben johnson is still a detroit lion and he is like 100 percent our offensive coordinator at this point in time i tell you there's two things that you worry about with an offensive coordinator that's 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 hot that's a hot commodity that's doing well that's getting your team through a season like like ben johnson is there's two things you worry about one of them is him getting poached by another team. The other thing is getting figured out. Getting figured out. Yeah. <laughs> if he goes, you don't have to worry about either one of them anymore. So yeah. you still got the same personnel that's kicking ass. And if if it's Hayden uh, Hayden Hayden from you know within Steve Hayden yeah or something like that you got or if Campbell just takes money. over the play calling and. Puts a pants Campbell in. could do that he too. He yeah. is not a bad play caller. He really isn't. He's the one that started all the magic with yeah. putting trick plays yeah, in all the time. Fourth sus- down goals. He kind of suspended Ben there for a little bit because Ben was having a rough time. So he started took over play calling. Say, hey Ben, yeah. this look, well, look, look at this and Anthony this and that. This and that. You know, get rid of Anthony Lynn and you know, without well, much you know, hesitation. That's what gets me. Who who created? Who created this Lions offense? It's scary. Right. No matter wh- who they play, when they play, they're scary. No matter who's hurt or anything else, they're scary. Yeah, they're so, a scary team to play. Right. Who they're created that? Campbell or Johnson? Yeah. Well, you know, it was ben, ben Campbell. Yeah. Ben Campbell. <laughs> Dan Johnson. Yeah. Well, I said I'm scared about Ben leaving, but you know, I still think he. If if Detroit don't get to the Super Bowl, maybe he he isn't going to leave. But I think when you get six offers on the table, <clears throat> and you're uh, you know going home and doing interviews at night instead of spending time with your family, I really think that uh, that's a little serious, and I think uh, to be taken seriously. So he didn't bow out like he, he did last year. He didn't. Yeah. And not at this point, and he, but then again, he can't say anything because he's still 
under contract, and they're still in Detroit is still playing. And then yeah. I thought the twenty second was when interviews were going to start. This was a couple it, of weeks it, ago, it, but it is. But twenty second when interviews stop. Well, you can't. You, you can't, can't go beyond today you, to get interviews. Oh, I don't think so. Yes, yeah, what like, about? It, it's true. It's the twenty second today, right? No, today's like the twenty fifth. Oh well, then it it was the twenty second. Right now, they 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 can't. If you're employed. And still playing, you can't have an interview. It they reached their limit. Now, now it's and, and so you lose. Now, I'd rather lose AG yeah. to the Seattle Seahawks than than to lose Ben Johnson's to the Commodes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they'd lose both. It, it is my feeling, and I feel like Ben Johnson's gone. So I know, but you know the thing. Yeah. Is, he's though, is he, the thing Benson. about Ben is he's the least ready of the two to actually take over a team. Mm. Yeah, that's you what know, I was don't get me say, wrong. Man. He'd be it's the NFL, though, right? He, that, yeah, that, he'd yeah. be gifted at it, but it's going to take him several years to get himself figured out. Nonetheless, his team, whereas AG could go in there and have it figured out within a year, or two years, probably as fast as. Dan Campbell did. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well... Uh, you know, it only I, takes I, three years. I don't know. I was... I'm the way... That's they, proven. The way they always talking about Aaron Glenn being the best defensive coordinator in the NFL here a couple of weeks back. More makes me think more that AG should be gone before Ben's gone. Now, who knows? Maybe they both will. But I still think Ben could use another year as, as an O.C., and 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 because next year, I mean, you think about it, Ben. If you don't think you're ready, don't do it. I mean, because you know, it's not, I'm not just saying that as a Detroit Lions fan. I'm saying that for your career, because you know, I, I, the way I see it, you still struggle in the third quarter. And if you're not going to be able to get those kind of things pressed out, how are you going to third third quarter? Third quarter. Third quarter. Yeah. yeah, third quarter doesn't work for Ben Johnson, or it doesn't work for the team of Detroit, or nothing. You know, and that's where yeah. we have our problems. And to me, that just that's the reason why I say he needs another year as an offensive coordinator before he takes over a head coaching job. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but that's what I say should happen, you know? Yeah. And But A.G., he's ready. I mean, I would, I'm thinking A.G. is going to, like, there's going to be a freaking flame off it coming out of his ass getting out of Detroit. I really do. And I don't straight. know about that. I think he'd he'd like to see him if we win everything this well, year it, or not. That's what it depends on. I think if we win the Super Bowl, they're both gone. I think if we don't, then it's just one or the other. And I don't not sure which one it is. But I would think it'd be A. G. I would think Ben would stick around another year because if we lost the Super Bowl then that would be offense, wouldn't it? It could be defense too, but if the offense couldn't <laughs> keep up then you know, who knows, who knows? You know, and uh, yeah. So uh, other news in that in this uh, area of topic is uh, Mike Disner uh, is staying with the team and not getting a, a GM job somewhere. Yeah, else. and I'm glad for that because we can uh, use now. that cat guru. This will be the most money that he'll have to manage in a season for since he's been here, I'll bet. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he's a lot more than the cap guru anymore. They, you know, they've delegated it to some extent, and uh, he's more of a... He knows chief, who to talk to officer. to get the deal, too. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, it, is, it isn't just, it's a lot of times it is who you know in the business world, and he's in that business world, and he knows everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he's, that's good that he's uh, sticking around. Uh, who knows if they've got something groomed for him uh, in the future. Uh, I don't know if Rod, Rod Wood will ever retire. or, or Well, you know, that's, that's probably... He's getting up there. That yeah. could very well be why they're... You know, you if know, he wins a Super why, Bowl, yeah, I, he, he's going to be in the Caribbean for the rest of his life. That could know? be the very reason why... why <laughs> probably Gessner, buy a small island. Yeah. God dang it, come on, can I get a side any well, sideways here? Let him say three words and keep going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I think they're doing with Disney. They're they're training him to take over for Rodwood, and and somebody brought that up a couple of weeks ago, and I agree with it. And uh, I think it was you, Rich. And uh, yeah, that's why so, I brought it up today. Yeah, that's why I'm just saying. Yeah, it, that would be good. I mean, you know, how long does Rodwood want to stay unretired? You know, how old is he? Sixty something? You know, no, he's, got some, yeah, he's older than you he's and got I. Some, well, well, yeah, wonderful white hair. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's probably Sheila's age. You know. Yeah, she's, she's in her seventies. You know, so. Yeah, you know, and, and I, you know, at first I was thinking maybe he'd, you know, take like you know all this success he's had and uh, upgrade it somewhere. But I'm like, nah, he's probably just, you know, at some point just going to call it quits. You, you know, know, he's got to pay well by the Fords. Right. What out there is an upgrade from working with the Ford family at the higher up highest echelon of mm -hmm. their decisions? So yeah. Yeah, well, at this point in the game, what choice do you have? He's 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 probably like a two point five mil a year guy at the bottom, right? Yeah, well, yeah, with, yeah. Without any bonuses or anything, that's his base salary. He gets that whether he eats that day or does anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's uh. We'll see, you know, it, yeah, Mike Disner, I don't know what, how, how they work their uh, future hirings and uh, uh -huh. ladder climbs, but uh, we'll see. Well, here, let's uh, go back to the uh, 22 season. You, you brought up Hutch here a little bit ago, okay? Uh, the last eight games, this is, this is basically comparing what Houston is. With Hutch, okay? James Houston? Yeah, James Houston. The last eight games in the 2022 season, Hutch had four sacks, 22 pressures, and five tackles for loss. That's four sacks. That's 44% of team sacks, 23% of team pressures, and 21% of TFLs. Houston, in the last eight games in 22, had eight sacks, 17 pressures, and seven tackles for losses, which is, you know, uh, a lot. It, it, it just goes to show that He's with these two guys together, it, it, it's a, you know, it's, it's a problem. It's you a nightmare it's for a your tackles. Problem. <laughs> right. You know, that, that's a grand total of 12 sacks, 39 pressures, and 12 TFLs in the last eight games of the 22 season. Yeah. That is amazing. Not well, bad for a on. couple of fucking rookies, huh? In the last four games of the NFL season, Hutch, by himself, got eight sacks. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. You add Houston to that mix and see what happens. Well, yeah, you end up with 12 sacks, you know. I mean, you know, he, had, he only had, uh, Hutch only had four sacks, but Houston had fucking eight. Yeah. You know, I and mean, he hasn't played at all. That's why yeah. I, I'm thinking, you know, he, he got held out last week's game. But I think the reason they did is because that they they figured they could win without him and and let him rest another week, which is exactly yeah, what I'm happened. That. My my thing with Houston is, uh, and Dan Campbell says it all the time is you know with the defense the most important thing is stopping the run, and and so that's not to me that's not Houston's main job, right? He's not a run stopper. No, uh, but the the deal is. To me, he needs because he's coming off injury, and a, an incredibly important injury to the one move that makes him special in that bend mm-hmm. around the corner and using that ankle and that broke end was uh, high ankle sprain and a break and yeah, he's got a plate and four screws. Yeah, I believe. it's not normal, not your average deal, right? And so, to me, uh, if he's not. 110% healthy on that one move that he needs to be a problem, then I, I'm not sure they really need him right now because he can't stop the run, and that's going to be really freaking important well, right now. And no one else is is hurt enough for him to need to come in and take their place. Well, yeah, they're not going to run every freaking play, Rich. And, no. And, and but, that's what I'm saying is but I'm gonna take Houston Lule, makes a difference. To that's Lule, that's Lule, my whole point Lule, with this. Lule, 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 to a, right. the, the interior dude to help Lule. stop the run over Houston. If yeah, those are the last two guys on the line. My point is, is Houston makes a difference, and I think this being the game that it is, he will play, and that's my. That's my I know you said that, and then I said my thing. Yeah. What do you think, Todd? I think the only reason that Houston would play is because of the the fact, and it's going to happen. We're going to get up on them fast because that's how we strike. We strike as quick as we can, get up fast, and then they're going to start throwing the ball. When it comes down to where they start throwing the ball, ball and you got a chance to take fresh legs Two and a, half and a fresh Houston yeah, and throw them in there. Yeah, yeah. So it would be the time. To, That's all have, I'm saying. You'd have to be active at that point to use them. You know, and, and yeah, and it, as a pass rush specialist, you know, yeah. Then you're looking at the ten snaps a game. You know, it, well, he's coming which off is, injury, yeah, but I would say between eight and ten, twelve, maybe. Yeah. So right now, I view Houston as a rapid dog on the end of a freaking logging chain, wanting to get off that summit because. Because the quarterback's got a sandwich in his pocket, and he's fucking hungry, you know? So that's the way I see Houston. I think he's just chomping at the bit to go. He's been training. He's been working hard, and and he's freaking ready. I really believe that this game, because of the importance that it is, that he will be out there. It might be for 10 to 15 plays um, just because they like to bring him back. But if he's having success and he's out there having fun and he's sacking the shit out of the court. They'll probably and he ain't getting hurt. They probably leave him out there. Yeah, you know? those are things we we just 
don't know, right? It's, right. I agree. It, like you, that dog is on that chain. Yeah, he's he's, he's not digging a hole and, just and at the getting off, trying to get off that chain if his ankles hurt, right? Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, I yeah. I, I I think he'll play. And uh, we'll anything see. else in the last minute? Uh, see the regular season golf through for four thousand five hundred and seventy five yards. That's all I got. <laughs> and then some more after that because we're still winning. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez. Well, we're really close to celebration. Let's celebrate. We got two down to two games, and they want to hang two more banners at Ford Field. So you know, we win this game, we get one of those two banners, and then then all that's left is gravy train. Throwing the Lombardi in the trophy That's case. That's better than gravy train. That's a pretty crap dog food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I never tried to I'm not talking out. about dog food. I'm talking about Emerson. What's this? Dark Side of the Moon. Pink Floyd. Uh, wow. You're getting yeah. heavy, heavy and, and spiritual on us there uh, or something. <laughs> that's what we need, though. And if that's what we need, let's, let's do it, right? Yeah. We're going to win. The NFC. Amen. Watch for Deer One Pride. Hey, it's over. Go.